again and welcome to the Les Represent podcast, the podcast about everything lesbian and lady living queer and everything in that spectrum. I have a super special guest. She is coming back after, I think it's, I think it's been a year now. Holy cow. And she has so much, so much amazing stuff to tell us about the project she has going on. Please, I will let her introduce herself. <laughs> Hi, I'm JD, JD Glass, and I am really happy to be back here. Because you are so much fun to hang out with. Aw, thank you. Like, I was I was trying to figure out if I was going to do what other podcasts do, where they have, like, this long intro about all these people's accomplishments and how awesome they are. Just make something up and wing it. And I was like, I can't be put on the spot like that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my biography. No, um, <laughs> no, it's okay. So, um. Do you want me to give a biography? Um, I would say for those who haven't tracked down the last episode, because it has been a year, so they'd they'd have to scroll back quite a ways to find your episode. I would just give, I guess, a rundown. Give us a recap. Okay, so I'm Katie Glass, and I am the author of Punk Like Me, Punk and Zen Part 1, Punk and Zen Part 2, Red Light, American Goth, First Blood, X, Drawn Together. I'm sure I'm forgetting some other book in there. Um, and um, I've written a few video games. I'm currently writing a game called The Coroner Saga. And um, I'm a, let's see, what else? I'm a musician. Yay. <laughs> it's like a rule, I think, you know, for lesbians, you must play guitar. Sometimes they even play it well. I would put myself in that category. So, um, and, um, and I just got really, 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 really lucky enough that some people liked my first book well enough to say, hey, let's see if we can turn this into a TV series. So now I have a book that features a lesbian uh, teenage protagonist that is going to be made into a TV series. And that's kind of a big deal and it's kind of a first because it's based on a lesbian. It's not, you know, it's not Tales of the City, which is, you know, it's it, which is a older people in this kind of um, sort of assortment of stories that kind of hang together because of location. This is an actual series. It's, you know, where we follow the progression of these people's lives. That is so exciting. I remember when you approached me and you were like, I got something big happening. And I was, I'm just, you never disappoint, JD. You never disappoint. <laughs> Thank you. I pride myself on that. I work so hard to not disappoint. I mean that so sincerely. Oh my gosh. I can imagine. I can imagine that is a job that is never done. Uh, society. But gosh, tell, like, I feel like you have more books on that list than when we talked last time. Did you have any release between the, now and like last year? Oh my gosh. You know, I, yeah, I think uh, Punk and Zen Part One came out. I don't, I, I don't remember. <laughs> There's been so many. <laughs> you, um, you have so much going on. I don't. What I've been doing, I think, since we spoke last time, is I've been releasing a short story a, a month, so people can pick those up either through Bella Books, and they stay with Bella Books exclusively for the first two months. Then after that, they go to. They go to Amazon, they go to, um, you know, whatever the Apple Books um, platform is and some other platform, which I don't pay. I admit that I don't know because I'm not the distributor. <laughs> Somebody else does that for me. 
So Hot I've been dog. doing that. I have, a lot of shorts, I have a lot of short stories that come out. And one of them I've been serializing, which is X, which is a thriller. And so, like I said, every month um, I, I update X and uh, people can buy that. And then they get a new short story. So you're right. I'm always busy. I'm always doing something. You were, I, I, I just don't, between you and your wife, did you guys ever get that calendar where you kind of figure out who's doing what because you guys had so much going on? <laughs> you know, I think we kind of, we, we kind of sort of wing it a little, you know, um, because. So, so no calendar then. No calendar was had. <laughs> no, no official calendar other than it's summertime, right? Okay. Well, it's <laughs> you know, so, so, um. But we make it, we make it work. We do make it work. You know, um, one of the things I've been working on, I was asking you before we got started about some, some recording tips. And the reason I asked is because, um, I have, I have been taking Chris's body of work, um, with her, her, her strip Max and Lily, the thing that she's like really, really well known. Well, one of the things she's really well known. For, and I, um, I've adapted it so that it's kind of like a radio play. Whoa. Yeah, so there's these short little, I call it, you know, snackable episodes because. Snackable, I love it. Yeah, so you can, you know, no episode is longer than three minutes. Some of them are as short as 90 seconds, you know, and it's just Max and Lily doing their thing. You know, you've got the um, gay boy and gay girl best friends, you know, being snarky and supportive and, you know, you and me against the world kind of thing. Um, And it takes off from where Chris left off. So in, in terms of its time so that they've moved, you know, they've, they've moved forward in time too. So um, I've been having fun recording it and, and writing it and then going crazy and then hoping that Chris likes it because, you know, she's their mom. <laughs> she made them. I want her to like what I've been doing with them. So, so far so good. Right. So awesome. Thank you. So it's called word for word. <laughs> And, um, so I've got, so I have a few of them produced and then, um, so each season is like little, four little episodes long. And so I have two seasons, like I have two seasons recorded. I'm writing the third one and I'm editing the second one. And then as soon as I'm done editing the second one, you know, we'll start releasing them. Holy cow. Like you're, you're doing what I should have done a long time ago, which is pre-record and have like a, a backlog. Cause I... I was never smart enough to get a backlog started. Even now, I'm like, uh, when is this coming out? Next week. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have, I went back to school full time. You went back to school. How do you have time in your life to do anything? You went back to school? I did. That's So, you know, last time we talked was in June of 2018. And so that September, I went back to school full time. So um, to do what? um, (laughs) I'm a double major with a minor. So I um, I am a social media and internet major underneath the television department, and I am also an animation major in the interactive media department, and I am a fine arts major minor. How do you have? time like can we just talk about the workload just from doing three like two majors and one minor like how how do you when are you graduating I don't I don't even know where to start my questioning 
next next year um either depending on how it depends on next semester i'll either graduate um i will graduate either 2020 in the fall or 2020 in in the spring i'm um i'm mean, oh, sorry 2021 in the spring so i'm i'm considered i am considered a, um, a senior by my credit load um but because of the two i have to satisfy for the two majors so i might have the extra six months well, the extra the extra year it might be the full full two semesters it might only be one i don't know yet it like i said it depends on next semester and how that all goes so um i will tell you that there is come october come october or really come the midterm season um there are there is many tears there are so many tears <laughs> and there, there's meltdowns and i gotta tell you that at first i thought it was just me but all my classmates were crying too. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is what happens when you're in school. And you're, I mean, it was just, and everybody really is passionate. You know, we're all passionate about what we're doing and we all really want to do well. And, you know, it's important that our, you know, every single one of us, our projects are part of our portfolio. We've, you know, um, we muff it up. You know, we've muffed up our future. That's how we look at it. You know, it, this is going to, it literally is part of your permanent record. It's the permanent record that you show people to get a job. You know, Goodness and gracious. if you have, you know, well, that's what your portfolio is. And if your portfolio is lousy, you have spent way too much money on tuition to be a barista. <laughs> that That is true. I, I can feel that in almost every barista I've ever talked to. Um, <laughs> but the, what, yeah, it's like fair. <laughs> Yeah. What made you want to go back to school? Well, to be fully frank, and actually it kind of brings us into punk like me a bit. So I, um, I was denied the opportunity to go to college because of the whole gay thing. And I've been on my own. For so I've been on my own for a really long time, but I've always wanted to finish my degree. So I have, whenever I've been able to find both time and money and mostly it's it's just sneaking the opportunity you know I've gone to school which is why I'm a senior as opposed to you know a sophomore so you know and over the years I've been able to cobble together you know credits to get this far and um, the opportunity came up and Chris has been amazing you know and you know she's always like whatever you want she's always wanted me to get my degree because it's something I've always wanted and so she suggested um, this particular college, Columbia College. And I was like, I don't know. I'll think about it. Um, I was actually going to go to a program at Northwestern. And I saw that Columbia College had the, not just, they had the same program that Northwestern had. So I said, well, let me look into that. And when I saw that program and I looked through their other offerings, I saw that they also had the um, mobile media and internet, social media and internet um, major. It's basically for pro. It's basically what we're doing. You know, you're doing a podcast, and I'm putting together my little web series. You know, it's basically doing exactly what we're doing. Only nice. it's amazing. Yeah, right. So I said, well, I would like to study that because it's what I do, and I love doing it. You know, because um, that's one of the things I've done as a paid job. You know, is I besides graphic design social media which by the way is graphic design you know made public pretty much <laughs> That's really what it is. 
yeah, exactly. It's just public graphic design. So, um, so I looked into Columbia and Columbia said, Hey, apply. And I said, okay, I'll apply. And they said, write an essay. So I said, okay, what should I write it about? And they said, well, write it about something that happened to you. So I said, okay, well, my parents hated me and tried to kill me. And then we all survived and now we're friends, but I never got to go to college. And now I'm really, 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 really want that piece of paper. And, oh, I wrote some books about it. And then people tell me that they like them. So can I come to school, please? I mean, I would have accepted you. I would have been like, awesome. You see how many times she went, really? She really wants this. We should just let her come. Well, that's kind of almost exactly what happened. So the recruiter recruiter called me up and said, after I handed in my application and my portfolio and my letters and everything, and I had recommendations and all this sort of stuff, she calls me up and says, hey, listen, your application is a formality. So A formality. She said, I just want you to know your application is a mere formality. By the way, it didn't matter because I had to wait to get my acceptance notice and that I still sweated it. And um, they actually gave me a partial scholarship, which is awesome. dog. Yeah. But it's also part of why there's so many tears come midterms. Yeah, I I can imagine. So many tears. Because I'm like, I can't lose my scholarship. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I don't don't even want to know. I don't even want to know how much your tuition was because mine is still hanging over me in like looming student debt. I just, I want to avoid it for as long as possible. <laughs> um, you know, I, um, I have this thing that I, it's like, wow. Hey, Hey listeners, you out there who've gone to school and you out there who are still going, um, if you can manage to pay $10 a month on your loan, do so. You know, that's, I'm not paying anything more than that at the moment because obviously I'm in school. But you know what? Um, and I'm, trust me, the debt increases every month anyway. But oh it God. does kind of. <laughs> well, it does because, you know, I'm, I'm in school, so I have my loans out, et cetera, et cetera. But at least it cuts off a tiny little bit on the interest. So at the end of, at the end of time, I don't mean the universe. I just mean the end of this, this you know, um, debt season, as it were, um, it will come, it will reduce some of my debt amount by not much, but something, anything, I'll take any reduction I can get. No, I, I know, <laughs> right? Like, I, uh, it's great. You go to school for three to four years and then you're paying it off for 30 to 40 years. It's great. I love this system. No, um, it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. It was, it's like, hi. You're not even legally allowed to go into any other contract, but yet we're asking you to commit anywhere from 120 grand to a quarter of a million dollars on a profession that you may or may not change your mind about halfway through because you are still technically, biologically an adolescent. Oh, by the way, you're going to still be technically an adolescent at the 25, but we still want you to make this really big decision about money that you're never going to see again in your life. Oh, you're old enough. You've been, you know, you're barely old enough to vote. So what made you want to pick? The, yes. Well, you already said you want, you picked some of these things because you already did it and you loved it. But the one about the TV, have you, what about the one, what was it called? I forgot already. <laughs> what social, oh, well, um, what, what, social media and internet or, um, or animation? And 
guess the animation one. Okay, so here's the honest to God truth. I've always wanted to study animation, or at least learn more about it, because I actually really love animation. So I figured I'm just going to go to school. I'm going to study my social media and internet stuff. I'm going to get my degree, and I'm going to get out of here. And I took an overview, like a gloss of animation. Well, and I'm going to name drop my professor because I love him to pieces. His name is Julian Grant. And Julian is, um, you know, he's, he's directed and produced tons of different work. You know, um, he's, he's won awards for the work that he does. And he presented the animation, the overall at gloss for the class with such passion and such um, enthusiasm. And he really opened my eyes up to the various possibilities like this might sound silly but like you ever watch the end titles or the opening titles to a movie yeah there's like usually little snippets afterwards right right and if you ever watch like have you what was that one um a series of unfortunate events the it's a kid's movie was that was the the one with with jim carrey yes yes i i could not tell you what happened during that movie. That's it's okay. been a long time. The, that's fine because it doesn't matter. It's not the movie that caught my attention. It's the closing credits. I love that. Or like when you watch like Kung Fu Panda or, or um, believe it or not, something more mainstream and more less, less uh, cartoon. Um, whatchamacallit, uh, Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, all these, all these opening graphic movements there i love them i'm i love that process and i'm like okay this is this is cool you know i've always you know i've made little book trailers for my books and i've done stuff with music and little visual things and i realized it it has a name it's motion graphics i've been i've actually been doing it without even knowing that i was doing it and because of julian i actually picked up the second major nice so how, yeah. how, is, how has that shaped your world? Um, well, it's it's really cool because um, I think one of the big things we have to always do in life is find our tribe, you know, and our tribe can morph and, and um, shift and grow with us. And I think one of the things that happened is when I moved into, into animation, I kind of found my tribe a bit because these are the, these are artists. You know, these are real artists, they're illustrators and they're painters and they're sculptors, you know, and they make puppets and they make sets and they paint and they draw and they do all these things. And it's also very technical. So it's this real marriage of um, people who are really, really, really into geeking it out in a big way. But they're also really, really, really into art. And... um, they share, we share a lot of fandoms, not all of us like the same stuff, but enough of us do, you know, and it's, um, it's kind of, whenever I'm in the uh, interactive media building or I'm, I'm with the folks, you know, who are in my animation classes, you know, it's kind of like being at Comic-Con. Wow. You know, um, <laughs> it really is. And these are the same people who like comics as well, which I think we may have discussed. I'm a huge fan and obviously my wife is in fact a comic book artist so you know and writer so that's it's it's a natural fit for me so that's how it's really it's it's really um helped me sort of see myself differently you know as you know as a person who is in fact 
both right-brained and left-brained, that I am in, insanely creative, and yet I am also heavily technical. And I love to marry these things together in ways that are just to hopefully delightful for others to enjoy. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Like, there's, there's nothing so quite as amazing as finding your tribe. It doesn't matter how old you are. Like, finding those people that you connect to is just so wonderful. It really, really is. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's an awesome thing because, you know, I've never really, you know, outside of Chris, I've never really met too many people that I can vibe with. You know, and I get along with everybody. I don't mean to say that I don't. I do. It's just that um, there's that level of getting each other that doesn't always happen, you know? Absolutely. That's, I am so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. And when I'm not crying over deadlines, you know, I'm really happy about it. <laughs> I mean, deadlines, they're, they're the only thing that get things done in my life anyway. <laughs> Crying or no crying, at least it gets done. <laughs> I think I think deadlines. Um, yeah, I think deadlines make the world go round at this point. <laughs> Pretty much, I'm not sure anybody would do anything unless they had a deadline. I don't know what that says about us as a culture, but <sighs> necessary evils, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so let's let's get started talking about your movie. Like, I'm so excited to dive into this. Like, how. How did this happen? Like, where where do we begin? All right. Well, um, so it's uh, it's it's not a movie. It's a TV series. Why so, do I um, keep thinking it's a movie? I don't know what's going on. I don't know. You know what? How about your mouth, God's ears? Because a lot of people want it to be a movie. So who knows? Maybe that'll happen. It can how, still happen. How Nothing does the precluded. how does the saying go? Is the saying is it? It's like six seasons in a movie or something like that. Let it, let it be blessed upon you. <laughs> Well, thank you. I have no idea how that works, but however it works, let it work. <laughs> may, may it work and work well. So um, how did it happen? Well, um, I was born in Brooklyn. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, my friend Mike um, is uh, my friend Mike Sword, because I want to give him credit. He is an incredible he, he's just first of all he's an incredible person um and while he's not maybe directly in some ways an artist himself in that he doesn't necessarily get uh, he, he doesn't get to the level of of i think like the writing and whatnot that say like i do um he is um a huge champion of artists and that's what he does you know he works with different intellectual properties and he helps people you know, basically bring their vehicles, you know, their storytelling vehicles, whether they be, uh, um, you know, fact or fiction, you know, to a medium, you know, so he's done, um, I think he did like Pitbulls and Parolees and he's done, um, oh, it's the one with the, with the coast, uh, something, it's terrible. I'm like totally blanking, but the, the one that's big right now is with, uh, Jacques Cousteau's, um, kids, you know, and the whole, sea adventure thing so um let's just to give mike's bonafides because he's he's amazing and he's been a really huge fan of punk like me for a really long time that's and amazing what, yeah so you know this like i said this is the industry mike works in you know and like i said he's been a fan for a really long time and um actually right before 
right before school started for me in September. Because, you know, now that I'm back in school, I think of the year from September to June. I don't think of it from, you know, January to December anymore. You know, so for me, before the school year started last September, um, I was like, you know what, Mike, I'm, I'm going to do it. I don't care what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to school to study. And I am going to I'm going to do something. I don't care what it is. I'm a gorilla, God damn it. And even if I do these little tiny like, you know, radio play podcasts for Nina and the crew of punk like me, I am going to do something episodic and it is going to fucking happen. And I don't care. And Mike's like. Wow, you are on fire. I like that. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Let's out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how that started. I think what happened was I was just so determined. And I was like, you know what? I'm not waiting for anybody. I am going to make it happen. And um, so I think my enthusiastic my, my enthusiastic approach kind of maybe set Mike on fire even beyond what he was. He's like, you know what? Let's make something happen. So the next thing I know, he's talking with um, a friend of his, who um, his name is, uh, I, what I'm going to give names, not because I'm name dropping, because I actually despise that, but because these guys have been so wonderful in making sure that every time there's a public mention of this, that they mention me, that I want to mention them, because they are amazing. Aww. And I, they really are, and I want to show them respect. So um, Kevin Fox. Um, he is a writer and executive producer for quite a few different things, and you'll recognize one of them because it's Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Oh my! I know, right? And so Kevin really liked the work too, and to me, that's a really big deal because I mean, like you know, look at what the man's done, you know? I know. And I'm like, right? I'm just, yeah, and I'm like, I'm just a kid who was born in Brooklyn, you know? So, and I grew up on Staten Island, and now I live in Chicago, you know? So, you know, we all think of ourselves as less than what we probably are. And Kevin really liked it, too. So, um, they asked me to come, to, they, they both asked me to put together sort of a, a, a list, of, not even sort of, but they asked me to put together was a bunch of characters, you know, list the characters, describe them, and maybe um, talk about story. You know, how would I envision, you know, maybe 10 episodes a season? So I did. And then Kevin did his magic, too. And Mike did, Mike went into conversation without TV. He went into conversation with a lot of people, but he had already been speaking with um, one particular group, which, as you've read, is Out TV, which is based in Canada. Um, they are the, uh, they're pretty much like the number one provider of queer content in streaming media uh, globally. And uh, long story short as possible, now that we've taken up 20 minutes, you know, um, with my short story, um, <laughs> they said yes. <laughs> and they, they said they, you know, they want to work with it. They like it. And everyone Mike has brought the story to, you know, they've been really enthusiastic and wanting to work with it. And like, if we can help in any way, we want to help. So now, you know, it's kind of like everything else. It's a hurry up and wait sort of thing, you know. So we worked our little heinies off. Um, we we created what's called the the show bible. Uh, Kevin and I knocked it out over a weekend. So that was all the characters, uh, the backstory, and the ten, uh, the, the, basically a, a a good synopsis of each of the ten episodes, you know. Um, like I said, knocked that out over a weekend. Um, Mike presented it and, you know, he did his, his thing and 
you know, so now they optioned it and now we wait, you know, we wait to see it's, it's a development deal. So now we wait to see what happens next, you know, so, um, who will, you know, whatever the next steps are. And I, I think the next steps have to do with partnership and, and distribution and all that sort of thing. I'm, I'm, I admit I'm a little ignorant <laughs> with some of that part, but, uh, I, like I said, I do know that everybody who has heard of the project is thankfully, I mean, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I, I'm so humbly glad and kind of like, oh my God, that's awesome. That's little old me that they're liking. It's my, my, it's little old me's work, but they do, they like it and they want to be a part of it. And it makes me really happy. And um, I got to honestly tell you, I'm grateful to even get this far. I mean, you know, most people, you know, they start out and they have a story idea and, you know, they never write the book. You know, or they they sit there and they, they write the book, but they never get it published. So they sit there, they write the book, they get it published, but they don't think about what can happen next. Or they sit there, they write the book, you know, that's yada, yada, yada. They think about what could happen next, but it doesn't happen. You know, so each of these things, you know, um, is, I, I just feel really blessed for it. I'm really, really lucky and really, really humble and grateful because... Um, like I said, some people never get this far, you know, whatever happens next is awesome because I never thought I'd never get this far. That is simply amazing. And honestly, it doesn't matter how much of this you, you don't know or that you feel ignorant. Cause I'm like sitting over here under my rock and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm so happy for her. <laughs> like you can tell me anything right now and I would absolutely believe you. <laughs> <laughs> see and i would only use that power for good oh, so please that's, that's do. <laughs> please so i i i actually i promise to only ever use my powers for good actually that that's a promise that's good that's that's fantastic better person than me because sometimes i don't know i'm joking um <laughs> <laughs> but... i kind of figured that hey look it doesn't mean i'm not human i'm not tempted Trust right me, i get <laughs> right right but I, that's that's absolutely amazing. And you just have so much going on. I just, wow. I I couldn't even figure out how to prioritize. That's not even a word. <laughs> how to pro prioritize any of that. I just, wow. But had, would you would you say that your that your like journey through making books and making you know helping with your video game stuff and then going on to writing stuff for a tv do you think that all translated well or do you have to work really hard at it um i will honestly tell you that i i took the job writing video games because i wanted to learn to write for tv i wanted to learn and and for like streaming i wanted to learn to write episodically i know how to write a book i know how to write a series i know how to i know how to write for that media but I, there's, there's things that are a little more specific for things that come out episodically that don't like each, any one of my books, it doesn't matter whether series or not, you can read them and it's a standalone book. Um, and that's not how, that's generally speaking, not how a series works. That's not how a game works. So I deliberately, and, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, I did it deliberately so I could learn how that works. And I figured, you know, I, I know, I already know I'm a good writer. So this is just me learning a new set of uh, set of skills, so I can uh, approach it 
and apply it to this arena because I, I wanted to get into this. You know, um, I've, I've, I'm not going to pretend that I didn't want this. So like, you know, like cats, like, oh, no, I don't want it. But really, they do. <laughs> I, I, you know, <laughs> I'm not like that. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm very WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. And I, like I said, I took, um, I wanted to learn to do this because I don't like to just learn how to do a thing. I want to learn how to dominate. I want to be Serena Williams at everything I do, except, you know, not tennis because I don't want to play tennis. I mean, I might have when I was younger, but I don't anymore. I just don't have time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel like you have time for anything. (laughs) I don't. Uh, Like I said, come midterms this tears, so many tears. But, oh, I'm glad we were able to schedule this interview before October then. Me too. Me too. It's hard to believe, but midterms are literally the semester just started and midterms are, are almost here already. Oh my so, gosh. Are you like, are you missing out on studying? Am I taking away very valuable studying time for you? No, no, no. I studied earlier today and I will, tomorrow is the day that um, I don't have, I don't have lectures. So I'm going to, I'm actually, what my, my schedule is on any day that I don't have lecture, I write the game and I study. Oh my gosh, oh, working woman. Exactly, but what I mean by study is do homework. And I do homework every day. There's, there's always, there's so much homework. But you know, that's okay. That's okay. I chose this. <laughs> I chose this. I mean, at least you're aware that you chose this. Was this, you said you went into doing video games specifically because you wanted to learn to write for TV. Has this always been like a dream for you? Or is this something that's come up recently? Um, you know, it's, it's something I, I guess in a way I kind of in the back of my head kind of always wanted to do to, to one, to one degree or another. I've always been, I've always wanted to tell stories. Let's start with that. And I've always thought visually. And one of the things that I, Chris has always said about um, what appealed to her about my work is that it's, it's, even though it's text, it's very visual, you know, um, I'm very rich with, with, um, visual imagery and you know i've always you know i i always see a story you know when when i tell a story the story that i tell is a movie in my head first you know and so what i'm trying to do is capture the movie in words so it's not it's it's not necessarily for me a a huge segue in any way matter or form i remember when um when the tv show uh, uh heroes came out um, I really, really was like kind of envious because <laughs> I'm like, I could write that. I could do this. And this is like, like my kind of thing to do. It's, it's these really intense personas and, 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 uh, different abilities and all that stuff. I'm like, I could write for that. I want to do that. And that's, that's, I think that's the first time it ever really clarified for me that that's something I wanted to get into. And one of my editors at the time, um, before I was able to verbalize it for myself, one of my editors at the time, she uh, had just finished reading American Goth, actually. And she was like, you could write this. She was, you could do this and you could do it so much better because your stories are so intense and so good. And so it's just always been in the back of my head that I could do this and I want to do it. And I want to do it. Um, I want to do it my way, which means that I wanted to be filled with people that I recognize you know, so um, again, to have that opportunity, even to have to say, hey, they optioned this story. And 
it's it's great because this is a character that I created. This character is, you know, she's first generation and she's gay, you know, and she's Catholic and she's all these different things. And I'm hoping that when people, you know, see this story and see other stories in the future, that they're going to recognize themselves, you know, in one one way or another. And I think that's really what I've always just wanted to do is put things out there that people can look at and say, oh, oh, okay. I, I see me in in that in those eyes. So okay. I'm like I don't know if that if I segued too much there. <laughs> no, absolutely not. This pla- this this podcast is all about tangents and I just that was perfect. That's exactly what I wanted to know is basically everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. But I think few people realize this, but I'm actually an incredibly nosy person and this is like the perfect you like usefulness of that trait in me is to have a podcast so now see some people would call it nosy i would call it curious i am very curious i guess you're right yeah Yeah, absolutely depends on the person yeah exactly i don't think you're nosy at all i think you're curious and i think curiosity is the awesomest thing absolutely no cat metaphors needed thank you (laughs) (laughs) exactly no none need apply None need apply. Um, gosh, so do do you know what the schedule will be for this, or is it still like in the works where it's like in a very like waiting zone? I guess like I I just don't know how any of this goes forward. Like how I, I know crap about like the TV industry. Like I'm starting to learn stuff about rating. I'm starting to learn stuff through this podcast about movies and how it's made and all that kind of stuff. But like, do you know anything about the process going forward? No, right. <laughs> <Nothing. laughs> you know, no, I know that. Um, I I know that there's a real good chance that you know filming may happen. May mind you, may may happen in Canada. I do know that principal photography has to happen in New York because the story takes place in New York. You know, I, these are the things I know. I know that. Um, there are there's different discussion about different um, actors and actresses, and then I I can't name anybody. Oh no, yet. I was about to ask you. Yeah. Wait, no, no, I, I can I think I can ask you this in this way: of who you want to dream? Who who is like the dream actor and actress for your your book? Do you think you can answer that question, or is that is that going too close? I you know what I don't know that I. <laughs> you're like darn it, Erica! You're putting me in a hard spot. <laughs> No, no, no. I don't know if I'm allowed to answer that because I don't know if that means, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like before I was a civilian, I could say, oh, my dream is to have, you know, so-and-so play this person and so-and-so play that person, you know? So, and and I could say that because, you know, that was a thing. But now if I say it, it this is, a, you know, this is like an official thing. So like, yeah, but the writer says she wants this. So, you know, <laughs> um, I don't think I'm allowed to actually say anything like that at all, which sucks. But, but I do know that there's, that there's talk about who, for different things that the people would like to see, but it's all talk. It's all talk right now. So like, it's, it's, you know, I, like I said, I know that this may happen and they may be filmed here and, you know, some other things may happen there. Um, I do know that I have a meeting this week cause we're going to, one of the big things we're going to be discussing is music because music is obviously a huge part of who I am. It's a huge part of, um, you know, of, of who the character is. And um, it's also a huge part of the time frame 
of the era that the story takes place in. So that's that's um, I'm actually looking forward to that because you know we're talking about music. <laughs> music is awesome. Oh my gosh! Uh, how, what questions can I ask that aren't going over the line? We're just gonna have to play um, the game where you tell me no. <laughs> Uh, okay so are you going to be like you said that you were going to talk about the music do you think you'll be able to write the music or is that going too far you know here's the thing we want to do a combination of things and that's part of the meeting um so there might be some there is going to obviously be some music created for it you know because uh, I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to have like some opening and closing kind of music you know um but there's also going to be uh music that hopefully we're able to license as well that is you know, so exciting uh, you know, it's a uh, punk like me takes place in the eighties. You know, oh, so I th- I think I think that man, that's so good for you right now because like all the stuff <laughs> that happens like with Stranger Things and stuff like eighty themes themed things again tongue tied here are like really in right now. I hope it stays that way. I think it's inching closer to the nineties, but I'm excited for you. I think there's definitely going to be hope. Uh, thank you. I, I think so, too. I mean, and the thing is, you know, for a lot of people um, who came of age in the 80s, the 90s reflects for them, too, because, you know, it's like, I, I'm sure, you know, there's the years that you were a teen in, right? But there's the years that you were a very young adult in, too, and they still count. Absolutely. You know, they still count. You know, the music when you were a sophomore in high school and the music when you were a sophomore in college, yeah, they're tremendously different. But it still puts you in the same continuum, and you're in, still within that same culture, you know. So the difference between you two is probably legal drinking age. That's about <laughs> it. You know? but, I, not you know, to mention and, all the callbacks. Like people love a good callback. Like holy cow! This like, is true. like why? This is true. <laughs> like my my younger brother was over this weekend, and he was watching some. Awful movie. I don't think I've ever seen a 90s movie age well. <laughs> anyway, he, he was watching all the raunchy movies. And for, like they were they had some songs coming on that I was just like, yeah, I remember this song. This song was from before you were born. Because we have a 10-year difference. And he's like, yeah, well, it's a good song. Whatever. <laughs> I don't That's know. my jam, man. <laughs> that was my jam. That is so That's super awesome. exciting. Like, I mean, so you can't talk about actresses and stuff, which I get. I get. I'm a little sad about it, but I completely get it. Oh, believe um, me, the moment I can, I will, because I'm excited about that part. Gosh, yeah. I can't wait to hear about it. And, you know, I'm just going to have to remind myself that just because I know you doesn't mean I can pick your brain whenever I want. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you just can't always share it with the public just yet. I mean, I can keep a secret, regardless of the fact oh, that I speak God. to people for two hours. I was out of time on a microphone to record for thousands of people <laughs> to hear later. I mean, I can nah, try. I don't have. I, I can't discuss anybody yet because you know it's it's it, that that's probably really premature. But I swear, as soon as I can, trust me, you're like the second person I'm telling. The what? first person, of course. Yeah, you're, you're second, but you're second only to Chris. I mean, that's that's like a spot of honor to me. I can tell you that right now. After speaking to both of you, that's a spot of honor. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But, you know, we like you a lot. You Aww. really, you're pretty, you know. Think I'm, so I'm, think I'm swell. Yes, you're pretty swell. You know, and I know that's like, like, you know, actually, I don't care what it sounds like. It's very sincere. You're swell. Aww. I like that. I like that word. It's making a comeback in my heart. Um, <laughs> See, exactly, right? You can feel that it's a sincere word. Absolutely, especially when people say it with a very serious tone. <laughs> um, gosh, where do we where do we go from here? So, what else do you have? I mean, that's a big thing. You that that coming around, that coming around is a huge thing. Um, and it, it fulfilled my my promise because I said about I said this freaking summer I'm gonna get ten episodes down or twelve episodes down. And God damn it, you know, me and Kevin wrote a uh, TV series. So I actually fulfilled my summer, um, uh, my, my summer goal. And um, I also wanted to do something, you know, with Chris's material. And, and I did. I, you know, I, I took word for word and it, it's moving forward. And um, I now have a third project that I'm working on. How so do you I, find I, the time? I just... Me, you, uh, I, I have no idea. That's not, by the way, that's not your your speakers going crazy. That's me <laughs> trying to find. Um, I, I don't know. I just um. You just make the time, you know. Um, Chris and I are insanely supportive of each other. I don't like to say the word supportive because supportive sort of sounds like I'm driving you to soccer. Okay, what time do you mean pick you up? Okay, do you need Gatorade? That's nice. Uh, you know, and, you know, it's not like that kind of supportive. It's it's very much, you know, um, we're a team, you know. So we're we're an incredible team when it comes to um, the work that we do, whether um, no matter who's taking lead on it or who's focused with it. Like, you know, um, there's a lot of Chris's work that doesn't involve me. There's a lot of my work that doesn't involve Chris, you know, directly as a creator but yet we're both really a thousand percent there for each other and, and ensuring that, you know, each other has the space to do it. You know, um, we're both very, very solicitous about and caring about it. Like even like, um, like today we had to run out and do a few errands and stuff. And, you know, Chris takes time to ask me, you know, Hey, you know, um, you do have assignments, dude, you have deadline, what you got going on before we go out and do this. You know, and I also turned around because it was something I'd wanted to do. Um, and and I was like, hey, you know, what do you have? You know, what what do you have you know, on your plate? Is there stuff that you need to, you know, dig into or dive into? You know, and we're both very, very careful of each other's time. We, we're very um, uh, protective of each other's ability to have that space to create. So... Um, we find the time because it's uh, it's part of who we are. You know, um, I'm an artist. You know, Chris is an artist, and I, as much as my, of course, my stuff's important to me. It's my stuff is very important to me, but my wife's stuff is also very important to me too. Sometimes even more so than mine. And I see constantly Chris give me the same regard too for my work my work sometimes i think is a little more important to her than her own so um sometimes if i can't find the time chris helps me find it you know and i think i, I hope that i do the same in return 
you know, that when she can't find the time that I help her find it too. So that's, that's really what it is. It's, um, we, we help each other find the spaces to work with. You guys are so stinking cute. I I have problems sometimes. I remember the last time we talked about this, we had to like split the episode in half because you guys were so freaking cute. I just couldn't stop you. Um, <laughs> I don't regret any of it. Just that editing. Good God. But I would do it again, <laughs> but not tonight. <laughs> no, 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 it's totally okay. I totally get it. You guys are so freaking cute. Okay, I do have a question. It's a little, it's a little bit off kilter. I don't usually ask these kind of questions, but what kind of advice would you give to other people, especially to people with very busy schedules? Because I know a lot of people who are out there now trying to make something of themselves and cultivate, like cultivating your own image while trying to cultivate an image together, like trying to cultivate a life together takes a lot. So what advice would you give to someone else as you guys seem to have it pretty ironed out on the surface? I'm, I am aware that there's always something that like, it's never as perfect as it seems, but you guys sound like you guys have it pretty, pretty well worked out. I, I appreciate that. I do. You know, I mean, the biggest, the thing is, is, is it comes down to, to these really, really simple decisions, um, of yes and no. And, you know, for example, I'm, I'm a, a student, I'm a full-time student in college, um, but I'm also married and I also work. So there are lots of opportunities for me to do things outside of the class, but that are still, you know, college related. Um, and I don't do them. Uh, I would, some of them I would like to do. Some of them though, they happen like, you know, five o'clock at night, six o'clock at night. And that's not late except that it takes me an hour to get home and I want to see my wife. So that's always going to take precedent. You know, it's not a class. It's not a lecture. It's not something like that. So I'm going to skip that, that social event, you know, even though it's a social event that's, you know, school related, it's got, it does have academic value. It does have artistic merit, but you know, I have only so many hours in the day. So I went to school and then I want to see my wife at night. So that's the thing. But when I get home at night, you know, or because um, I actually get home before Chris does, and actually, um, most days I get home before Chris does, and then there's two days of the week that I get out because uh, my classes end later, and I get out just in time to be able to go meet Chris at work. So, um, you know, that's that little bit of extra time meeting Chris at the end of the day means that I get that extra half hour to an hour to be with her that. I wouldn't have if I went straight home and then she just came home from work. So you, you find the time you, you make it happen. You know, um, same thing, you know, like on a Friday night, you know, um, instead of having that extra hour that it takes for her to get home, I meet her right after work. Then we can go and do things and we can, you know, we can have a Friday night date and, you know, still enjoy each other's company. And yes, I have homework and yes, I have deadlines and, you know, we will take some time to discuss that. You know, Chris is working on, on a lot of her portraiture right now, which is amazing work she's doing, you know, and we will talk about what we need to do. You know, this is, this is like for all you married people out there or for all you cohabiting people, you know, you have to talk about it. You have to plan it, you know, um, on a, we might not 
discuss Monday what kind of shopping we have to do on Saturday. But we will, you know, maybe Friday night while we're having our coffee and we're, ha- you know, after we've had our lovely dinner together, you know, we're taking a little drive, you know, and we're like, okay, so listen, tomorrow, you know, we got to do a little bit of this, we got to do a little bit of that. And, you know, and Chris is like, how much homework you got? I'm like, I got this, this, and this. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, what are you working? I was like, oh, I, I need to, I need to really work on some color for this. All right. So, you know, we make a plan and we make, in that, in that regard, we do make a schedule, you know, and then we're like, all right, we have this other household stuff that has to get taken care of because I do not have elves. I am so sorry that they, I just don't have elves. I mean, I would pay them. I would pay them in candy corn, but you know, um, or really, you know, any kind of food they'd like, I would pay the elves because they don't need money. They're elves. Um, but, you know, um, all that household stuff has to get done. That's the thing, you know, it's all got to get done. You know, art doesn't just happen because we're there having a great time. And, you know, you, you can't, you just can't do it in the midst of a mess. And you need to eat. <laughs> and you need to put on clean clothes, you know, and not smell bad. <laughs> so, so all these things gets these things get scheduled. And sometimes it's like, all right. You know, we weren't able to do laundry, you know, this day. So we're like, all right, we're going to catch up to it. Manage it. Okay, so Thursday we're going to do this. All right, okay. You know, and that's that's really it. It's a lot of talking. You know, um, it's it's a lot of um, not, being, not being crazy when, you know, everything's not spotless. You know, um, doesn't mean it's dirty. It just it's, it me it, there's a lot of. Um, you know, I'm a grown up. I can wash the dish. You know, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to let it sit there. You know, um, there's also a lot of, you know, hey, you do this, so I'm going to do that. And a lot, a lot of division of the labor that goes into keeping a home going. You know, and I think that's it. That's about as simple as it gets. That's about as complex as it gets. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I I hate doing the dishes so much. And it's like, I'm the only person in this house that's going to do them. Like, I know my wife well enough that I'm the only one who in this house that's going to do them. <laughs> so you just kind of, you just kind of, I mean, everyone has their thing. She doesn't like touching dirty dishes and you know i don't like cleaning up horse poo so we both have our things okay then you know that's fair you know it's like um <laughs> you know there's some things that people really have a hard time with you know it's really funny it's like here we're talking about like you know doing the house stuff you know um while i've been in school chris has been amazing and has, lately we've been doing simpler dinners so we're kind of cooking together but for the most part Chris has kind of really taken over in the kitchen since the semester has started. And I have really been appreciating it because I have so much work on my plate on a daily level, you know, and we're waiting for the schedule to kick in because it will with the writing for the TV show. You know, once that happens, all bets are off because that's going to be the focus, you know, as it should be. There's nothing wrong with that. That's exactly how it should be, you know. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I am taking notes now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're a fine and dandy grown up. 
But like I said, for anybody who really, you know, wants to, you know, how do you make your mark and make your, your marriage, you keep talking and prioritize things in the right way. I will say this, though, um, with very few exceptions, you know, um, do people really, really, really regret spending time with someone they love over work? You know, um, the, don't get me wrong. There's, there's sometimes it's important. You gotta miss things. You know, it happens. You know, you're establishing. You know, or you're, you're continuing. You've got big things going on, or you know, there's big deadlines happening. You know, there's or big projects that are due and the promotions and stuff. Yeah, and you know this because you know with the stuff that that you know your wife works with. You know, sometimes the, the time is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, there's a show coming up or. You know, there's 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 a thing that has to happen in a certain time frame, and you guys are not going to be able to spend a certain amount of time together. You know, and it's just you, you roll with it. Um, and I, you know, that's just the way that goes. Um, but if you can make up for that, you know, in other times, like, well, you know, we missed out on this together this weekend. So listen, how about you know, in three weeks when this is all clear you and I, we're going to have a date. You know, we're going to make up for that. That kind of sort of thing goes a long way, too. I'm being quiet only because I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're sweet. So that's that's why I say talk. And you make time for your stuff, your partner, and you must understand the demands of each other's stuff because like right now, like if your wife wants to walk in and just chat with you about anything, she couldn't, you know, and she shouldn't because this is what you do. This is your thing. And your thing is awesome, by the way, oh. you know, um, well, it is, it's really, you know, I think what you do is very valuable. Um, but she has to understand that just as much as you understand. It's like, she's got to go play with the horse poo. I'm being funny. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I actually have complete and total respect for what she does. I'm just being funny. It's all, but I'm, but that's the thing is you guys understand what each other is doing and what it's, what it's about. And, but when you're not doing those things, you're like, okay, honey, now we can spend time together. Absolutely. Absolutely. But to be real, if she came in here and started talking to me, I, I would probably, I would, I would probably forgive her because I'm that kind of person, but I would, I would continually apologize to you like over and over again. Like I'm going to pretend, pretend my wife had nothing to do with it and just continue to apologize to you. <laughs> you wouldn't need to, but you know, I, but that's the thing is that it's, that's a mutual respect though, is what I'm saying. You know, you respect what she does and she respects what you do. And that's the other thing that people who are trying to do anything um and that doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are or how much experience you have or don't have um and i i don't care if like jason bateman you've just won an emmy you know um you have to respect each other you know that's that's i think that's really bottom line you need to talk and you need to respect each other you know um and that's the only way we we can all make our stuff work is we talk and we respect each other. Absolutely. And this has been Relationship Advice with Les Rep. Thank you so much, Sheeta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I don't usually ask these kind of questions, but I just thought, you know, I don't know. It just, it just felt like the right question to ask, and it was the perfect answer. 
And everything makes sense. That's cool. No, you you gave me an idea for something, which when we're not recording, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, hopefully I'll remember. Right. <laughs> I love ideas. I guess here's another question, which is how do you come up with your ideas? Because, I mean, you're you're doing a lot. Like, you're at school. You're, you're writing for a video game. You also are going to have to be writing for a TV show. Like, how do you keep the juices flowing? Well, right now, I just panicked when you said all that. Oh, no. I'm um, so sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I had a little moment of panic there. Um, um, Take your time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I've locked up. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I don't um, know how words, what do. Exactly, exactly. What are words? How do I spell them? What does spelling <laughs> even mean? Um. <laughs> Ice being for for all that people say, oh, you know, they need to be quiet. They need things to sort of settle down and be a little still. You know, I find that most people, and I'm one of them, that ideas don't come like that. Ideas don't come in the middle of nothing and from nothing. You know, um, they they kind of sort of hit you, maybe out of left field, but you're still in the middle of something else. You know, here we are, we're in the middle of this discussion, you know, and I just got an idea for something that's a nonfiction work. So, you know, um, and I'm going to write it down and I'll see what happens. You know, I got, um, I, I get inspired by other people and by other work, you know, um, sometimes what will happen is, you know, like I will look at, you know, a body of work, whatever it might be. You know, whether it be something animated or uh, something uh, like a painting, a collection of, of some sort of you know visual art of that, a fine art. And I will think to myself, oh, my God, I suck. Yeah. I will never be anything. It's true, though. You know, or I hear this beautiful piece of music and I'm like, I am the worst ever. I don't even know why I bother. This is this is the process. You know, so here, I'm sharing with you my process. It's I am the worst ever. I don't know why I think I can do anything. Look at what this brilliant, amazing person has done. I am a worm. You know, um, and then I'm like, but I really love that thing. And then I focus on that thing because that thing, whatever it was, whether it's a pass, you know, a, a passage in terms of the note or the way a star was painted or the curve of this particular hand, what some, something caught my eye really hard and it sparks something and it, it's more it's it's not even just like it sparks something it's sort of like something got knocked loose because it's like it's always there in your head and it has to be dug out um have you ever heard how sculptors talk about how they work with marble the figure is already in the marble they're just releasing it and that's what happens i will encounter something and it will release a new idea it's already there i just have to kind of let it come out and sometimes and that's the awesome thing is that you know something will knock loose whatever is the final thing hiding it from the surface that is like the most perfect answer i've ever heard like i don't know what i was expecting but you like nailed it (laughs) (laughs) thank you I just that's how it works for me, you know. But that's that's it. You know, oh and by the way, when 
I, I will I will absolutely admit that once that spark hits and the idea is in, I'm all on fire to do it. I don't know who the worm is anymore. I don't know why I said that. At that point, I'm like, what worm? I don't know any worms. I'm awesome. I'm doing a thing. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's I think that's the attitude that everyone needs because I've definitely felt that I'm a worm feeling. Like, and, like I remember... The first time I actually went to a museum and actually looked at the artwork, like it wasn't like a school trip. It was something I did by myself. And I felt the exact same way. Actually, scratch that. The first time I really felt that is when I went to an art festival to look at other people's selling artwork. And I walked around and like these were not pieces in a museum. And yet they were all so beautiful. And I was like, wow, I can't do anything in my life. Right? (laughs) Nothing. Gorgeous work. This is like, you know, it's intense. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, um, and it's, it's uh, you don't have to drop a dime in the jukebox for me to talk, you know, nicely and uh, awesomely about Chris's stuff. I love Chris's work. Let's just, you know, full stop. And sometimes it's kind of intimidating because it's like, she's so amazing. And I am just, I have to sort of like suck it up and just be like, get on with yourself, Jamie. She likes you because you're you. You know, she, you have, you have redeeming, you have redeeming qualities too, you know. <laughs> so it can be a little intimidating sometimes, you know, um, because it's such an amazing, amazing work. Uh, and yeah, it's just, you're like, I can never do that. And it takes a while, I think, to get to that point where you're just like, like I can never do that in the way that like you know I could never I could never be a tree and I could never specifically be an apple tree you know I wonder you know apple trees are probably jealous I don't know of like cherry trees you know <laughs> I mean it's it's kind of like that and it takes a while to get to that point where you're just like well you know you're an apple tree and I'm a cherry tree and and, and I'm just gonna have to be happy with my my pink petals and you've got these awesome apples. But I do have pretty pink petals, you know. So it, you kind of have to like become that, if that makes any sense at all. It probably doesn't, but it's entertaining to listen to. It really is. Like I couldn't stop you at all. I was just like I kept. I just I was like, where's this gonna go exactly? I don't care. I'm along for the ride. <laughs> like I didn't know where that was going either. But I was just let me just chase it down, you know. Gosh, now I'm lost. I I am just, let me just say this. I'm so happy you two found each other. And we did talk about this our last episode. We have a whole episode dedicated to just you two because it's just a miracle. (laughs) That that miracle that you guys met. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I mean, I could read a whole book about just that. Like if you were like having, if you literally wrote like, Dear Diary, this is what happened with me and my wife. I would buy that shit. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I might have to write it now. Oh my gosh! No pressure. Take your time. You got plenty on your plate right now. <laughs> no, I don't. Right? <laughs> no pressure, but do it soon. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Uh, I have to ask you a question first, and then after the question is done, we'll we'll go to it. And you know what? This question is right up your alley. This is this has happened multiple times in the row lately, where I'll have a guest ask a question. This is a segment for the guest to guest question, by the way. I didn't do that intro very well. But I have, like, they they give me a question, and it somehow always finds its way to the perfect guest. And I think this question, you might have already answered it during this interview, but I think it's perfect for you. Hold on. So it is time for the guest to guest question, and my last guest, um, 
gave this perfect, perfect, perfect question for you. I don't know how this keeps happening. I feel like something in the universe just aligned just right. And her question to you was, what is it in the world that you might contribute to the culture that will help make a dent or make a place for, excuse me, make a more accepting space for someone of the next generation? To be honest, everything I do. I know. Um, I was like, I don't know how she's going to answer this question without just saying all of the above. <laughs> you know, um, exactly. Everything I do. I, um, I've always been out. I've never not been out. And I, while I will use the word queer from time to time, I will also say lesbian because I am not ashamed. And I am not going to hide. I am not going to go into even the semantic closet of the word queer. I am a lesbian, you know, and my standing on my own two feet, proudly saying that, um, allows someone else to own it for themselves. So, um, I have, like I said, I've never not been out. Um, and I, I paid some amazing prices for that, but I've also reaped some amazing rewards by being authentic and, I firmly believe that it's only by being authentic um, every day in every single way that I can that that does, it, not that it might, it does in fact make the world a better place um, for the here and now and for the tomorrow. And I think that in that same exact way, like I said, I think what you're doing, the whole podcast, you know, this thing that, that Les represent, you know, um, it does exactly that. It creates a safer space and a better space, not just for today, but also for tomorrow. I think you're giving this podcast a little too much credit, but I think I might also have imposter syndrome. We will never know. Um, but that is an amazing, amazing, amazing answer. Thank you. It's, it's an honest one, you know, and I'm, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. What you're doing is so goddamn important. You know, because, you know, you're giving, you're, you're, you are, you are signal boosting. Absolutely. You know? That's, that's the literal least I can do. But that's a huge thing to do. So you're, you're basically, it's like the little signal fire out in the, in the middle of nowhere, you know, but people see that fire, you know, they hear this podcast and they are supported. They are validated. They are the they are seen and they are heard and they are recognized and they draw strength from that. And that gives them power in the world. You know, so you are representing <laughs> and I am representing and, you know, we, we put our little fires together and look, we have a bigger fire. Absolutely. One day I'm going to listen to my episodes again. I don't know when this will happen. And I'll just grab all the clips clips of just people saying amazing, supportive things. I'm just going to make it into a gigantic video. And that would be, be awesome. It's going to be so long. And I will, I don't, don't quote me on this. Don't actually expect this to happen. Because that's a, that's a big undertaking. Because I've done this for a while. You know what? I should do it. You know, I'm going to talk myself into it. I should do this. You should do it. And if you ever need help on the editing aspect of it, in terms of anything, let me know. Because I'm actually a really dang good editor. And I like to do it. Is so there I'll anything you're not good at? 
Lying. I'm terrible at lying. I love how your wife just said no in the background. (laughs) (laughs) She's awesome. Um, And let me, let me rephrase. Let let me, let me caveat that. I am capable of lying. It's not that I'm not capable of it. I'm a human being. You know, I'm capable of things, but I don't like to lie. So therefore I'm bad at it. Right. I also have the issue of being a little too honest sometimes. You know, I don't think it's a bad thing. I didn't feel like we had this talk last time. Did we? Maybe. I don't know. It's it's not a bad talk to have. It's it's not a bad (laughs) talk to have. Sometimes it's really nice to sit back and remember, you know, uh, there are words here. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) it's great to remember that people, you know, the environment that we're in sometimes conditions us to not pay attention to things that we just like let things go and that we just don't you know there's so many people who just are on autopilot i'm on autopilot a lot sometimes i've like it happens all the time and then we just realize that sometimes we're just in this zone where we're not telling people how we really feel and that no one's really going to know us if we don't tell people how we really feel see exactly you have to be authentic that i agree i agree i agree i agree you know um not only is no one going to know us, but we're never going to get what we want or affect the change it, you know, get, get what we need if we're not real about it. And we can't, you know, and somebody else can't get what they really want or need either. You know, um, so, yeah. And I think it's important to have these conversations because it's validating, you know, we have to validate each other. You know, you're doing this and you're, 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 you know, you're signal boosting me and you're so amazingly supportive of me as a creative. And I appreciate that so much. You know, there is, you know, but I also, I, I appreciate that you're doing that for me. Um, and you're doing that for our community and you're doing that for creatives in general. And I think it would be, the biggest wrong in the world for me not to tell you how amazing that is, you know, um, that you have power and agency and that, you know, what you're doing with your power and agency um, is so remarkable. And when you're going through that, that moment of, you know, blinders on and day to day and, oh my God, this sucks. And, you know, there are too many there there are too many things to clean and too many spots of the apartment and I still have to go to work and I really hate this shirt and oh my god I think I gained weight and why am I having a bad hair day? Oh my god, just everything right now needs to stop, you know, because you're having a hard, hard, you know, moment or day or week or month, you know, then you have this pocket of happenings where somebody said to you, Hey, you're fucking amazing. And they meant it. Because it's true. You need to be just as validated as anybody else does. It's so crazy how much I actually needed to hear that right now. Oh, well, good. I'm glad. That See, said- she's good at everything. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I really, really, really needed to hear that right now. Holy cow. All right. <laughs> just, to get us, just to get us back on track, because I don't know how to, 
I don't know how to process this while being recorded. <laughs> That's okay. You know what? Just just take it all in. It's all right. You know, <laughs> you'll dream about it. Your brain will put it all, you know, we'll, we'll put it where it belongs. Um, I'm trying to think about my question for the next person. And I think my question for the next person is, um, what do you think? What, what do they think? is the most important aspect of media in queer culture at the moment and why you know so that's that's my question you know like so is it you know is it the podcast is it the streaming tv episode is it a movie you know is it magazines is it books you know you know what what media is you know do they see as as probably being really the most important and perhaps even the most readily available to the queer community you know like where like where are we all what are we all doing that you know and and just that's what i want to know it's like what do they think or what do they see as the most important you know aspect of media at the moment and then i have a recommendation bring it on we love recommendations you're gonna love this so have you do you have netflix i do all righty so have you seen the tv show well, I guess it's not a TV show. It's the Netflix show, Dairy Girls. Dairy Girls? As in D-E-R-R-Y, Dairy Girls. It Dur- is a... Dairy Girls? Yep. yep, that's exactly what it's called. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Okay, I'm glad that you spelled it out so, for me, because I was like, dairy, is there something about cows involved? Um... Exactly, <laughs> you would think it's like this it took place in the Midwest. What the hell? You know, that's what I thought when I first I mean, I'd watch, I'd watch a show about some girls from the Midwest going up to do some cow tipping. I mean, it's, I mean, it hasn't been funny, <laughs> right? I don't know. I mean, I, I drove through Illinois. There's a lot of farmland, like, everywhere. And strangely, strangely, I saw a sign for a duplex ranch. And I was like, how did that work? <laughs> I'm really I sorry. I don't know either. Oh, I should tell you. So most yeah. people that I know here say Illinois and not there's no s at the end of it because it's like the French the silent it's the silent last syllable just so you know I mean it's a it's a shame they mainly speaks they mainly teach Spanish in Texas so I can only blame the education system for this (laughs) (laughs) you know trust me the rest of the U.S. blames the education system too I don't know if they blame Texas but I do know they blame the education system absolutely (laughs) so anyhow Dairy Girls has nothing to do with farms, nor Texas, nor Illinois. I mean, um, I I can try to get into it, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, you you can try. It takes place. Um, it takes place during. Uh, it takes place in Ireland. Okay. Um, and it's about a young girl. It's a young girl named Erin, and she's going to high school. With you know, she goes to high school. It's about her and her friends, and they live during during the time of the Troubles in Ireland. Northern so, Ireland, they, Ireland. Exactly. Northern it's not Ireland. it's it's not Ireland proper, it's Northern Ireland. So, you know, Northern Ireland was under English rule for a very long time, you know, and um so there's bum scares and all that sort of shit going on. And and hey, um it's it's um it's awesome, it's funny. I recommend that watch it the first time straight through, watch it the second time, put the put the whatchamacallit, the captions on so you can <laughs> so you're not gonna that. Well, because, you know, for example, did you, like, do you know the difference between the way, like, 
most English speakers say the word fuck and the way the Irish say it? I mean, I'm not going to stop you from saying it while we're recording. (laughs) (laughs) So most of us say fuck. It arrives with duck. But the Irish and actually some of the Australians say feck. It rhymes with deck. So if anybody, but if somebody calls you a deck, they really mean dick. So, so if you're in Ireland and someone asks you, what the feck is going on? And they call you a deckhead. They are not referring to you're working on a boat. <laughs> and they did not just make up a word. I mean, so, feck, se- feck does sound like something I would have made up when they, when I was like, oh, I can't say bad words, but I obviously want to so i'm just going to change one letter out of it and still say it as if it's going to make it any better yeah exactly it's just the way they say it but yet they say duck just fine i you know what (laughs) whatever makes them happy (laughs) so um i highly recommend dairy girls and um if you have any experience at all whatsoever with people in 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 catholic school it gets even funnier Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to try to watch that with my wife. She will be like, this is a culture shock. Oh, you know what? Or a culture reminder, I guess, for her. Well, I was going to say it's Northern Ireland. It might actually be a cultural reminder. So it takes place in the the mid-90s. That's when all these, that's that's when all this is happening. And um, it also uses music. Uh, Sometimes music, uh, the lyrics of the song are about what's going on at that moment. So it's pretty funny. Holy shit. So, yeah. So, that's my recommendation. Yay! I love it. Well, I love it. We're going to definitely add that to the show notes so everyone can look into it. I might have to look into it whenever I find the time. I mean, I don't know how you have the time to watch TV on top of everything else you're doing, but I guess that's a conversation (laughs) for another time. (laughs) Sometimes multitasking can happen. Oh, my gosh. The great thing about Dairy Girls, it's from the BBC. And the BBC, you know, a full-run series is like six episodes. So it's like two seasons, like 12 episodes, you're done, like, in an afternoon. Yeah, you're in Six episodes. Gosh, I just, I remember the days when you had, like, 24 episodes in a season, and you were like, God, is this ever going to end? And now they've just made it really short. (laughs) So that's my recommendation, is Dairy Girls. Um, if you're looking for caffeination and you don't mind the taste of coffee, then the Starbucks Double Shot Espresso is your ticket. It's only 140 calories and all the caffeine you can handle. And that's if you don't get the diet one. I don't recommend the diet one because I think things that are diet taste like shit. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to do it. So those are, those are my, that's my other recommendation. You know, um, I'm trying to think what else, you know, um, this is fun. I like it. I like hearing people's recommendations. I mean, I agree with you on the diet part because I just think diet is die with a T. And I know I'm quoting yeah. a very popular comic book cat, but I can't help myself. But it's true. <laughs> it it's is. true. It's, it's, it's you know, I'm cynical, but I'm honest. No, no, I I'm right there with you. I'm just sitting here saying, I'm just like, let's end the podcast on a happy note, Erica. Don't say anything about crippling capitalism or anything like that or how nothing is original in this world let's not do that <laughs> tell people where they can find you <laughs> um i dressinglass.com um i am a uh, jd glass story artist on instagram i've been doing a lot of visual art lately 
So um, people can find me there and um, JD Glass on Twitter. And from there, you know, um, I don't know what the, the address is off the top of my head. I think it's a JD Glass and JD Glass 2. Both are those. Both of those are on Facebook. But Twitter, JD Glass, uh, JD Glass Story Artist on Instagram. That's kind of sort of where I spend a lot of time. On Instagram? Yeah. No, I need to get on Instagram more. You do. So Instagram is fun. It's pictures. It's <laughs> you know, true. It's nice. It, it's nice when people speak in pictures. That's you know, and you get to curate your own. It's like it's basically it's Twitter with pictures. Absolutely. I don't know how I got into using Twitter more. Like I used to be like very anti-Twitter, and then I started this podcast, and now I'm just like, crap. I'm on Twitter all the time. Oh well, you know what? But you can if you use Twitter and use Instagram, then you're set. I just need to figure out more about Instagram, like the whole share your stories thing. I'm just like, what's the point? I don't do those things. I just put up artwork from time to time. Chris, all of Chris's artwork is up there too. Well, not all of it, but um, uh, a good amount of it. Um, I've been loving her artwork she, lately, like the little pictures of the the drawing she does of the food. Ugh, delicious! Makes me hungry yeah. every time. Right, that's what, that's that's her. That's exactly what her all her her new stuff is. It's all it's all food portraiture, and it's it's awesome. I thought it's you were awesome. almost gonna say like food pornatures. I'm just like it might as well be food porn. It looks delicious. Ooh, it's what that's called now. Oh no! What have I done? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. You're welcome. phrase. Um. I apologize, awesome. world. I do not know what I have done. <laughs> I told you you were powerful. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having time to talk with us. Um, I feel like I should apologize again. I don't know what's going on. but um, Oh, my Lord. You're fine. No, but, no apologies. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to come on to us. And I'm really glad we were able to schedule this before you started crying under your desk due to midterms. Um, <laughs> I'm actually expecting things to start taking off in October. So I don't know why, but that's the that's my gut feeling from the universe. So I'm really glad we got a chance to schedule this too. And chatting with you is always so much fun. Absolutely. I, I still can't believe it's you been know? a year and it does not feel like really a year. Is. I feel like I just talked to you like a couple weeks ago. I don't... Maybe it's because I've always been thinking about no. you a lot lately. <laughs> well, we just have to communicate more on Twitter, so. Absolutely. So, I will keep talking to you all night unless I pull myself away now. Go sleepies. Okay. Have a nice night, y'all. Thanks so much, you too, and thanks for this podcast and opportunity again. I love talking with you, and I love doing these, and we will, we were, we will talk more on Twitter. Good luck with your midterms. Thank you so much. Chris is waving goodnight. Good night, Erica. <laughs> Good night, Chris. <laughs>think that that comic only just said what everybody's been thinking for years it's like i forgot the name of the lady who invented the chipwich sandwich you know um are you familiar with this chipwich no like i'm trying really hard and all i can <gasps> think is chippendales which was male strippers and i'm like this is not where that's going no 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 and before chippendales were male chip or male strippers they were chipmunks
Or I Disney. mean, that makes sense. You know what? That's also true. <laughs> I guess it's because of the nuts. I'm not I, sure. <laughs> what is this happening? What is happening to this conversation? I don't know. I don't know. Chris just looked at me like, what? That was a crazy left turn. Right? That was a really, that was Chippendales. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. I started this. So I'm so sorry. It's okay. So the Chipwich sandwich is basically, it's ice cream stuck between two chocolate chip cookies. And then. Oh, it, oh, the, oh, okay. Okay. It's an ice cream sandwich. What? Okay. Yeah. It's I'm awesome. Sorry. 